0: You're in the book of Romans, chapter 13, and of course, uh, I, I think we all know Pastor and Mrs. Treber with the seniors and they're in Washington, D.C. Uh, tonight and this week, and they'll be here, of course, they'll be here Sunday uh, for the services, but uh, I'm glad to get to get away. I think it's Mrs. Treber's first time over there, and so I'm, I'm sure she's enjoying it. Now, Pastor is away, but we can still say amen, right? And so if you like something I said, say amen. If you don't like it, say oh me, but say something, amen. All right, there you go. Just don't cuss me out, and uh, that's not good, all right? Amen. All right, Romans chapter 13. So they're they're in Washington, D.C., so I thought, you know what? Let's talk about government today, all right? And so we'll do that. The government and the Bible, and that's what we're talking about. And uh, I won't be... Political, at least not too much. So, um, Romans chapter 13. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. Nowadays, of course, it's it, it, that translates to Glock 19. All right? He beareth not the sword in vain, or Brother Shilton 45, uh, Otto, right there, all right? So whatever you, you want to put that. But that, that's talking about authority and those that are... Um, Uh, task to uh, enforce the laws. It says, uh, uh, "For he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore you must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore all to all their dues: tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor." Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do ask for your help. And Lord, I do realize that without you, I can do nothing. I want to be a blessing and a help. And I do pray for the group there in Washington, D.C. I pray that they have a great time looking at the heritage of this great country. And I pray, Father, bring them back safely. And Lord, as we meet today for Bible study, I pray, dear God, that you would help us, uh, God, uh, to understand more and draw us closer to these. I pray increase our faith as well. In Jesus' name, amen. And as I mentioned, uh, uh, seniors are in Washington, D.C., the seat of our fe- federal government. And uh, so we'll talk about the Bi- Bible and government, okay, government and the Bible. And I, I love this country, amen? I love this country, amen? Okay, you can say amen to that, it's okay. All right, I love this country. I, I am glad I am an American. And I was not born in this country. I accepted this country. But not right away. I remember, uh, I think I, I mentioned that probably before. I was eligible to become a citizen five years after I got here. And I elected not to become a citizen because I was not ready to take the oath. Okay, Because the oath says that I will renounce my allegiance to a foreign country, which was the Philippines, and cleave only to this country. And so I said, well, you know what, Uh, I like America, but I'm not sure I'm willing to do that yet. And so I waited another uh, five years, and I was 23 then. And uh, it was the year I got saved as well, praise the Lord, amen. So two things, great things happened there. I I got saved, the most important thing, and then I became a citizen uh, also that year. And so because I uh, I was ready, to take the oath of allegiance, okay? And so, there's something about that and about uh, saying that I am an American and I'm glad that I am in this country. I, we enjoy a lot of things here in this country that a lot of countries do not enjoy. I'm not bashing where I came from, obviously. I mean, I have kin folks there. That's where I grew up, part of my life. I'm not bashing that, but I'm glad I'm American, okay? And I think it is important to assimilate to this culture When you get here as an immigrant, as a legal immigrant, let's build the wall, build it strong and true. Sorry, folks, I am not politically correct. (laughs) And I'm not about to start, amen. And so politically correct is a coward. You know that, right? Now you're not supposed to be rude. Okay, there's such thing as being rude and crude, okay? But being politically correct so that you don't offend people is being a coward, okay? And you can't say what you, uh, what you think because you're afraid what people might think about you. Who cares, amen? And so, um, <laughs> and so, so I'm glad to be an American, a uh, legal immigrant that became a citizen here. And, uh, and when I did that, by the way, I assimilated. I tried to embrace what this country is about. I, I realized we're not a democracy. We are a republic. It is not majority rule, but individual liberty, individual rights guaranteed for all, okay? And that's how it's supposed to be. Every American has their rights, God-given rights, okay? Not just if popular vote says you don't have a right, you don't have a right. No, sir. Constitution guarantees us that. So I love America, amen? And so I hope you love it too. And, uh, and I think a lot of people um, know, realize that there's something good about this country or else they would not be trying to come here, okay? And there's a reason why they want to come here. The problem is they want the better life, but they don't want to be an American, okay? You don't help the country by not assimilating. Hey Amen. how many are offended so far? Okay, don't raise your hand. All right, please. Oh, no, 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 don't. Raise your hand. I don't want you to be a coward. How many are offended so far? Coward. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, but let us we're talking about Bible and government. Some of you need to smile, all right, because you worry me. And um, that, you know what? I, I said nothing wrong. Do you not understand that? I said nothing wrong yet. <laughs> right? I said nothing wrong yet. Okay? And so... <laughs> I mean, if you can't take that, whoa, okay, no, it, that was the hard part right there. All right, so let's get going. And so, But what does God say about government, okay, and authority? Uh, there are a lot of things uh, going on in our government today, and sorry to say, not much of it is good, all right? And it, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, you can worry about it all you want, but, you know, and, and by the way, don't complain about it if you don't vote, okay? That's another thing, all right? And uh, vote, Amen and vote for people that would uphold the Constitution. That's our founding document, okay? And so, uh, uh, no, no right to complain if you're not voting. And so, uh, a lot of things are going, going on in our country, and not much good, I'm afraid to say. The only, uh, only good thing right now, there's a bill, I think it's in the Senate, and I think it's Marco Rubio, and he put forth a bill to make time change permanent, okay? That way we don't mess with it every year, all right? <laughs> so, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Okay, and so you, you get more sunshine throughout the year and leave it alone. Leave the clock alone and uh, just do it that way. But uh, there's great division right now, uh, politicians trying to change what the Constitution says and trying to change this from a republic to a socialist country. And that's kind of sad, you know, because there's nothing good coming out of a socialist country, all right? It's the next step to communism. And if you want to see what a socialist country is, just look down south to Venezuela. All right. And so I don't think we want that. But it seems like some people do. I don't understand that. Uh, It doesn't make sense to me. But, yes, we're American citizens. But you know what? We are Christians, first of all. Okay. This citizenship here is just temporary. If we're saved, we have a permanent residence. Actually, it's an eternal residence in heaven. This world is not my home. Hey, I'm just passing through. Okay? I mean, I'm just... God, this is just a stopover to my final destination. So, yes, I'm glad I'm American. I'm glad God brought me here. Okay? And, I, and I'm glad of all the liberties and the freedoms and the things we enjoy because we're here. But we are Christians First of all, and as Christians, we do have responsibilities to government. We'll look at that today uh, tonight. Our biblical teaching on government. First of all, if you're taking notes, it is some, uh, somewhat of a Bible study. Uh, first of all, uh, all authority, all authority is delegate, delegated authority from God. Let me say that again: all authority is delegated authority from God. If you turn your Bibles, please, to Psalm 62. Psalm 62 and verse 11. We'll use the Bible uh, a a bit here if you follow along. Psalm 62, verse 11. All authority is delegated authority from God. Psalm 62, verse 11. The Bible says, God hath spoken once, twice have I heard this, that what? Power belongeth unto who? God. Power belongeth belongeth unto God. All authority is delegated authority from God. Uh, Matthew 6 and verse 11, please. Matthew 6 verse 11. If you would turn there. Matthew 6 verse 11. It says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the what? The power and the glory forever. Amen. And since Jesus is God, all power belongs to God. And since Jesus is God, all power belongs to Jesus. Matthew 28, verse 18. That's exactly what he said. Matthew 28, verse 18. Before the ascension. Of Christ after he resurrected from the grave. Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. And Jesus came and spoke spake unto them, saying, What's the f- next word? All power. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So first of all, we need to understand then that the source of all power, the source of all authority is God. Okay? Can we agree with that, right? And uh, that is what the Bible says. All authority and power is God's. Okay, That's why, again, when, uh, the passage we read in Romans 13 and verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. There is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So all of the world's leaders... All the rulers and the kings and the prime ministers are in power today because of God. Can we agree that's what the Bible says? Okay, so every leader, okay, local, state, federal, worldwide, every leader is of God. Okay, Their power was ordained of God. Turn your Bibles, please, to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. So all power, all authority is delegated authority from God. There is no power but of God, the Bible says in Romans 13. The powers that be are ordained of God. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 20, the Bible says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons Notice the next phrase. He removeth kings and what? Setteth up kings. Okay, he removeth kings and setteth up kings. Okay, now if God had wanted to in 2016, he could have put Mrs. Hillary Clinton in office. He could have, okay? And uh, praise God, he did not, amen? (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying it like it is, amen? I'm just saying what you're thinking, amen? All right, okay. Praise God, he did not. Amen. Because I cannot imagine the presidency of Mrs. Hillary Clinton, all right? I I, I don't see it as being good for the country, amen? All right, so uh, again, but God could have put him there, put her there, I'm sorry. God could have put her there. But he did not. Some say, you know what? Trump is not my president. Actually, according to God, he is. Amen? He is your president. God put him there, all right? And so that's if you think we're all one country, amen? And uh, So if we're one country, we have one president, amen? Okay, and so that, that is what it is. Okay, and God put him there. Gavin Newsom is our governor in California. And it's not because Gavin Newsom... Uh, uh, what's it called? Is such a great man for this state? It's because God put him there, Gavin Newsom. All right, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't say anything about that, <laughs> except that he just he just basically uh, uh, gave a re- reprieve to the prisoners that are in death row, 737 of them. So, they cannot be executed until he's out of office, basically. So, it's not a pardon, it's not letting them get out, but say, basically, nobody's going to be executed. Uh, I I didn't realize this, we still have the death penalty in California. We actually voted to keep the death penalty, okay, but he's going around that, and so now he's saying, you know what, nobody's going to be executed on death row. We have the largest population of death row in America, by the way, okay, and so, uh, and he was concerned about, you know, the, the prisoners and all that and how they were being treated. And I was, I was, the first thing I thought about, how about the victims of those prisoners? How, about, how were they treated? Read some of the, those people there on death row and what they did to eight-year-old girls and others, okay? Who was he doing a favor to? Okay, so but again, like I said, it is a mess, Amen. And so, Gavin Newsom is our governor. Why? Because God put him there. Okay? God put him there. And it's the same for every person who has authority. Every senator, representative, the mayor, prime minister, kings, etc. They are all put there because God put them there. Okay? Daniel 4, verse 17. Daniel 4, verse 17. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand... By the word of the Holy Ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High, that's God, ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of man, and giveth it to whosoever he will. Okay? So I think it's very clear all power comes from God. Okay. All power is delegated authority from God. So power comes from him, and he decides to whom he delegates that power. Turn to John chapter 19, please, and verse 7. Thank you for following along. John chapter 19 and verse 7. Pilate is now talking to Jesus, and they had a conversation. John chapter 19 and verse 7. So the people brought, uh, took Jesus to Pilate. In uh, verse 7, John chapter 19, verse 7, the Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? Where are you from? Whence art thou? Where would you come from? Okay, But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I have power to release thee? Jesus, verse 11. Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Above. All power is delegated power or authority from God. Secondly, we are to submit to God given authority. We are to submit to God given authority. Romans 13, please again. Romans 13 and verse 1. So all authority is delegated authority from God. We've seen that very clear. The Bible is clear. God ruleth in the kingdom of man. Okay? And he setteth up kings and put down kings and uh, this, uh, uh, all the people that are in power are ordained of God. We know that. We are to submit to God-given authority. Romans 13, 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Okay, the ordinance, the setup, the, uh, the order, that God, the arrangement that God put together. You see, God has a plan for this world. God does. Okay, it's not like God looked at this world and said, oh, what a mess. Okay, God has a plan. Okay, God has a plan. And in order to fulfill his plan, he sets up authority like he wants. Okay. Uh, Sometimes we look at governments and world events and say, man, what a mess. True, it is a mess, but you know, it is exactly how God wants it. Okay? It's exactly how God wants it. God has a plan for the world and He will fulfill it. And one of the ways He does that is arranging governments. So, or authority. So when we resist authority that God established, we are actually resisting His order. His ordinance. His arrangement, okay? God says, be subject, okay, to the powers. All right, so turn to 1 Peter, please. 1 Peter chapter 2. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13. Thank you for following along and paying attention. Appreciate that. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of the evildoers or for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Okay. Notice the phrase in verse uh, 13, for the Lord's sake. We submit to the laws not because necessarily we like them, but for the Lord's sake. We do it for Him. Okay. God says, I want you to uh, sub- be subject to every ordinance of man. I want you to submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Okay. Now, let me say this as well, though. To submit does not necessarily mean to obey. Oh, Brother Pusa, you're talking about rebellion there. No, I'm not. Let me, let, me say some, uh, let me show you. To submit does not necessarily mean to obey. Turn to Acts chapter 4, please. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, <clears throat> verse 16. I think sometimes when we read the Bible, we should put ourselves there in that time period, the situation they had, and imagine how it was back then. And the verses will come alive even more. Acts chapter 4, verse 16, saying, What shall we do to these men? So the apostles were commanded to stop preaching verse 16 saying what shall we do to these men for that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in jerusalem and we cannot deny it okay i mean it was so obvious the miracle has happened they cannot deny it. they didn't want jesus to be proclaimed but they can't they they have no choice here i mean mean, something great happened okay so what are we going to do but it is spread verse 17 no further among the people let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name and they called them and commanded them. By the way, they had the authority to do so. And commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. So stop preaching the Bible. Stop soul winning, and stop talking about Jesus. If we were to apply that to our day, it's like the mayor of Santa Clara or the governor or the president or in any authority. It's like them telling North Valley Baptist Church, you know what? You cannot go, uh, go tell others how to get saved. You can't talk to people how to go to heaven. You can't preach the Bible. You know, you can't preach what we don't like. You just preach what we like to hear and things like that. You can, all, and, and uh, we, you, you preach only what we think is good to say. Uh, if we apply that to our day, and by the way, that's what they did to the apostles. They said, "Don't preach about Jesus anymore." We command you to stop doing that. Turn to Acts chapter five, verse fourteen, please. What did they do? They kept preaching. And they kept talking about Jesus. But they were commanded not to by authorities. And believers, verse 14, 5:14, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them, There there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, everyone. Then the high priest, verse 17, rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. Okay, they had authority to put him in jail. Okay, so these were authorities. The rulers could not believe, Man, we command you. And you're still preaching and they talk, talking about Jesus. But God releases them from prison and tells them to continue preaching. So the rulers, once again, bring them back to prison. And basically said, you know what, don't you understand? You can't preach in this name. Verse 27 of Acts chapter 5. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, did not we straightly command you or strictly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. We ought to obey God rather than man. Here's the principle. Submission to authority does not necessarily mean obedience to their laws. If the laws of government go directly against the law of God, you obey God rather than man. You obey God rather than man. That's what it means to submit. Okay. By the way, if you do that, then be ready to suffer the consequences of your disobedience. Okay, they were put in prison. Acts chapter 5, please, in verse 40. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles, and what? Verse 40. And beaten them. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer, the shame, suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. So, again, and by the way, you say, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Man, if if the laws were prohibiting me from being a a soul winner, I'll, I'll continue to be a soul winner. I'm not really sure because we are somewhat spoiled here in America. We really don't know what persecution is. But, you know, there's many Christians around the world that know it. Many Christians have seen loved ones die because they proclaim Jesus. We don't know that. In fact, I don't know how that is. Okay? And so I'm wondering if the the government all of a sudden passes a law and says, you know, you cannot own a Bible and you cannot read a Bible and you cannot meet together to preach about the Bible. I wonder how many of us would still read our Bible, would still have a Bible, And would still meet for church. You see, we don't really know, do we? Because we've never really been there. That's why I admire those people that, you know, are are under persecution and yet they stand up for Christ. Knowing for well what the consequences are. You see, so if you're hit and miss now. And you're not faithful to church now. You don't even read your Bible every day now. You're probably not going to be doing those things when it gets really bad. And he said, Barbara it'll never happen in America. Look again. They're trying to bring it here. And so, you know what? They, they threaten them, but guess what? They cease not to teach and preach. So, our responsibility then as Christians is to obey all laws, whether we like it or not, unless it clearly contradicts God's commands. Okay? And don't think, man, he's he's preaching rebellion. I am not preaching rebellion. I am preaching what the Bible says. We ought to obey God rather than man. Okay? That's what it says, right? It is what it says. Okay? We obey God rather than man. But you know what? I think for the most part, the most law-abiding citizens in the country are Christians. Because that's what the Bible says. Submit yourself to every ordinance of man. But there comes a time when they draw a line and says, you know what? You either serve God and go to jail, or you not serve God. Well, I wonder what we're going to do then. Okay, God, there, you know, we ought to obey God rather than man. So when we disobey, be prepared to suffer the consequences. That's what being subject to authority means. By the way, that takes faith. It takes faith during those times to believe that God is still in control. Because all authority comes from who? From God. If the authority over us all of a sudden goes against God, who's still in control? Not the authority. God's still in control. Who got him out of prison? God got him out of prison. It takes faith to stand for God when the government is against you. We we don't know that. We don't understand that. Do you understand how powerful the government can be? in oppressing free speech if they wanted to? You know how powerful they can get? Okay? We don't understand that because we're so used to freedom. Okay? But there are people around the world that understands exactly what that means, and yet they stand. I hope we're willing to stand. I hope I'm willing to stand. Number next, quickly, we are to pray for authority. We are to pray for authority. 1 Timothy 2.1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. You know, I, I think if we would pray more probably for our leaders, it may be better for us as far as treatment of government. And by the way, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of not praying enough for the authorities. But God says right there, why don't you pray for the authorities? That he may live a peaceful and quiet life. You see, and uh, the early Christians lived under the most wicked emperor, by the way, in Rome. That was Nero. But you know what? Even under that background, with that background, most of our New Testament was written by the Apostle Paul. The Bible still got out. Okay? By the way, Romans 13 is written by Paul. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Okay? It is God, ultimately, who decides what government will do. Or not do to us. Why? Because God is in control. God is in control. Okay? And uh, so, again, uh, all authority is delegated authority. It all comes from God. We are to submit ourselves to authority. We are to pray for authority. We are to show honor to those in authority. Render, to, uh, Romans 13, 7. Render, therefore, to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. You know, God is saying there that you respect those in authority. It was a sad day. Uh, one, because of the shooting in Parkland, Florida, in that high school. That was a sad day. But was a sad day as well was when the students and realized there's a big hurt there. You'll never understand how it is unless you were there, but there was a big hurt, of course. But it was a sad day as well when students from that high school uh, met with uh, our elected officials and they cursed and swore to the elected officials. I mean, yeah, I can't understand what you're going through, but there's no need to curse and swear to your elected officials. You can say what what you have to say, without degrading yourself that way. That showed a lack of respect to authority. That's why, Pastor, you hear Pastor Pastor says, we don't call cops pigs. They're not pigs. And by the way, they're not your enemy. Unless, of course, you like to speed all the time and do drugs. Yeah, I guess they're they're your enemy, amen? If you want to commit crime, they're your enemy. Okay? But you know what? uh, uh, But there's bad cops. You know, when you get that, you get much of that from the media. And you're thinking 95% of cops are bad. Actually, the opposite is is true. 95% of them actually want to do their jobs right. But there are bad cops, yes. Just like there are bad doctors, there are bad lawyers. All lawyers are bad. No, just kidding. But uh, there's bad lawyers, okay? And, uh, And other professions. There's bad everywhere, But you know what? For the most part, cops like doing their job well. And they want to go home at night. Okay? But the media is so much ingrained as to think that all cops are bad. They're not. Okay? But if you're always trying to do bad things, yeah. They're probably going to be bad to you. Okay? But you probably deserve it. Amen? So don't be calling cops pigs. Please. Don't do that. That's disrespect. Okay, that's disrespectful. Okay, and by the way, to show honor also means to pay your taxes. Tax coming up, all right, but uh, honor means to pay your taxes. That's the context of Romans 13. It says, verse 5 Wherefore, you must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause, for, for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers that they could do upon this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due custom to whom custom fear to whom fear honor to whom honor tribute is taxes dues are fees and obligation and custom means a limit or the going rate honor is money paid in verse 8 it says oh no man anything so if they tax you you pay it that's what it's talking about honor to whom honor don't owe anyone anything. Pay your taxes, pay your dues, obligations. That's our responsibility. So, I don't believe in taxes. I don't believe they should tax us the way they do. I don't either. But go ahead and elect officials that would change that, amen? And so vote, okay. Our political situation in this country is worrisome. We are leaving our foundation. They're trying to head us towards socialism. And it seems like people just don't see how bad it is because they're, you know, you know schools nowadays, they don't really teach you the founding principles of America. If, I mean, if they would just understand how great America is, the way it was founded, and what the ideals were of their founding fathers, it's a great country, amen? It's the best country in the world. Okay? And if there's another country that's better than America, and you're able to go there, why don't you go there? Right? But this is the best country I know of. Okay? But you know what? People don't seem to understand that. And what a shame. The greatest country in the world, we're purposely trying to destroy it. You know, I love California. California is a wonderful state. If it would just be managed by those who love freedom instead of our current leaders. Amen. That's how it is. The epidemic is nationwide. I heard of another state uh, recently allowing legislation uh, uh, for abortion up, up to the time of birth. That's infanticide. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're killing babies in the womb already, and now you're letting them get born and then killing them after they're born. It's murder, however you look at it, it's murder. But may I remind us as Christians to look beyond those in government and look at the hand that is in control of government. It's like a puppet show. Here's God and in his hand are all the rulers in the world. And he's making them do what they're doing allowing things to happen why because he has a plan god is still in control regardless of how it becomes here in america i wish i pray we'd come back to god i wish and pray we'd come back to what this nation was founded upon i wish we would do, do that but regardless of what happens here don't look at the leaders look at the hands where those leaders are tied to, because he's the one in control. Don't ever forget that. Just keep doing right. Just keep trusting God. Have faith in God. Philippians 2.15 says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. How does a Christian look at government? All authorities delegated authority from God. We are to submit to authority. We are to pray for authority. And we are to show honor to those in authority. You know what? Those are great qualities of a citizen. Understand that? The best citizen should be Christians. If we would just do what God says. Okay? If we would just do that. Will be okay but ultimately our citizenship is in heaven this world is not my home i'm just a passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue the angels beckon me from heaven's golden shore and i can't feel at home in this world anymore Amen. We have a citizenship that's eternal in heaven. But while we're here, let's be good citizens. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us,